Your desire is the rudder, the hard work and the persistence is the propeller. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Whittle, and this is The Virtue Signal with my friend uh, and colleague, Alfonso Rachel. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a woman. I'm not a biologist. But uh, I do think that I just had an experience somewhat similar to childbirth, only I was carrying this baby for two and a half years. We we finally got the animation out that we'd been uh, teasing you with and, and, and stuff for a year now. We're over. Uh, and when I kept saying it's almost ready, it'll be out next week, I genuinely believed it. It's it's a, it's a form of mental illness. But nevertheless, it's out the door. And um, if you haven't seen it, I, I really recommend that you uh, watch the, um, the the pitch sale that we did called uh, Invisible, if you haven't seen it already. And then um, that shows uh, a link directly to the animation. And that animation works mostly because of the performance of uh, Alfonso Rachel, who's off the park great in it. Just before we were recording, I was saying, uh, you know, the comments are, oh, Zoe's such a great actor. What a great voice. You should be doing voiceovers. Great. Oh, Zoe's unbelievable. And you were in it too, Bill. Um, so <laughs> anyway, it's out It's out the door. And after much, 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 much uh, talking about it, it's finished. And it's getting a very, very good response. So, Zoe, here's our topic for today. Uh, I want to talk about the, the – I'm going to use this word carefully – I want to talk about the inevitability of hard work and persistence, because I believed that before this, and I certainly believe it now. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details publicly. I, I did with Zoe before we started rolling, but to say that I bet the farm on this thing working is an understatement. I not only bet the farm on this animation thing being well-received, I borrowed money from a loan shark, bought a second farm, and I bet that too. Uh, so everything everything was was on the wire. Uh, the thumbnail for this particular episode I know doesn't make sense, but what it is is it's a it's a screen grab of the um, of the animation on Premiere Pro. So you can see every one of the 400, 500 cuts, music cues, sound effects cues, all of them. That's the level of work and detail that went into this. And I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, although I, I am saying this to pat myself on the back. But honestly, now seriously, for those of you who are watching, I have always my life believed and had the, the most important people, not only in my life, but in, in, in the history of the world, say the same thing, that if you really, really want something and you are determined to get it, then it requires hard work and persistence. You have to stay with it until you get there. Thomas Edison, who's been badly maligned, uh, especially with you know regards to Tesla, and he wasn't a very nice man, but Thomas Edison was a genius and he brought the world, he made practical so many things. Edison's probably most famous quote was, genius is 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. And as a guy who's just finished, well, two years of perspiration, especially eight weeks of nonstop perspiration, I, I just wanted to talk about this so, because I am, I am convinced not only of the, of the real-world necessity of really hard work and, and not giving up, I also think there's a metaphysical aspect to this. Uh, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid, you know. Uh, leap and the net will appear. 
And, and, and the Bible says, you know, ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find. It doesn't say ask and you shall receive uh, on the first knock on the door. Uh, and, and seeking is, is a long process. When you seek something, it's not like, oh, I, I was looking for those keys. Seeking something means to go at it a long way. So I thought we could talk about that. And I wanted to get your thoughts on it uh, to whatever degree you want to talk about this, this thing that we've been involved in is great. But in a larger sense, I just want people who are watching this to understand that, that there is really, truly, honestly, nothing that you can imagine that is out of your reach if, 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 if you're ready to pay the bill. And it, it is a steep bill. Right on, man. And, and uh, I think you kind of gave some validity to uh, the, the, the birthing person's thing, you know, because it, I know there's going to be apples making a special emoji with my face on it. Oh, I, you know, I, I would probably use that emoji, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I would too. Actually. Conversation piece for real. And uh, but you got this. It's like your head is like pregnant. With this idea, this vision that you have, man, it's just kicking and screaming to get out. And um, and, and you, it, it, it's like a passion that you have to do. It's like this, you know, this is what I'm wired to do. And, you know, even as a, uh, you know, when you have this thing that you're wired to do, man, it's, it's a gift. You know, and, and when you have this gift and, and you know that you could really excel at this kind of things, it, you know, you, you, you do these proofs of concepts like, actually, I'm actually good at this. This isn't like somebody like being like, you know, you know, like, like five feet tall, thinking that he could play pro basketball. Like, That's true. Some, some things are genuinely out of reach. Yeah. And I'll come back to that. But yeah, go right. ahead. It's, it's, you know, but you, you, have to be, you have to have a point where you're really honest with yourself and look at, you know, the surrounding dynamics that say, you know what, I think I can actually do that. I want to do it. And, and when I when I make an attempt at it, I'm actually pretty good with the results. And I think I could cultivate this. And like I said, these are gifts. And, you know, when you have this thing baking in your brain to get it out there, you got to you got to keep at it. You got you got to be like Abraham. You know, Abraham waited like 80 years for his kid, you know, and and now one would say, well, he's past his prime. His 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 wife is past, you know, her childbearing prime. And Abraham talking like, about Look. Abraham or me. <laughs> Although my wife is is in much better shape than I am. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You married up, man, and it's like I, I don't know. She, you know, if, if she, if uh, I had to, <laughs> a younger so Bill you. Little, a younger Bill Little. Hmm. <laughs> but you know, Abraham. You know, despite that, it, maybe he he didn't think in terms of, well, I can't have kids anymore. The bottom line, he never stopped wanting a kid. He didn't think in terms of the biology of, like, well, just can't do it anymore. Actually, he did. He's like, man, I didn't have a kid anymore. And his wife, same thing. But that didn't stop them from wanting to have kids. And God knew it. Right. And, and the thing is, when they finally got their kid, God's like, OK, kill it. <laughs> so but. The thing is, and, and we'll go through things like that. Sometimes we're like, hey, God, you know, why is it that I have this? I've got this passion to do this thing. And why are you withholding it from me? And then when I get so closer, when I have it within my grasp, or even when I have it in my hand, you want to take it from me. You know, and God's like, hey, here's the thing. Do you value the one who gave it to you more or do you value the gift more? What are you going to do with your gift? I mean, it's kind of interesting that the Lord says in the Lord's prayer, you know, it's like, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God, why would you lead me into temptation in the first place? Why would you do that? God's like, look, because the thing is, I can bless you with something. I'll give you the thing that you always wanted. Now, what you're going to do with it? You see a lot of people out there taking the blessing of a good job, the blessing of finances and do straight up evil with it. And God's like, that's why. 
So what do you love more? You may find times where it's like, you know what, God, forget you, man. You don't let me do what I want. You're always getting in my way. And you don't, you allow these things to happen to me. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, these things are gonna happen. This is the earth. This ain't heaven. Things are gonna get in your way. Can you handle what I've given you? And Isaac was the same way. And Isaac was so faithful to it when he says, yo, yeah, we're gonna go up this hill, man. Uh, but we will be right back. Isaac, I mean, Abraham didn't say, I'll be right back. He says, we'll be right back. Cause God, May has made it clear to Abraham, look, man, I don't accept child sacrifice as it is. But if I tell you to do this, I want you to do it because it has to be made very, very, very clear that you put nothing before me, nothing, not even your kid. Because when people do that, and this, and where I'm going with this, Bill, is, is, is a lot of people, they do these things and they'll put their craft, their business, their money, their children, all these things, they'll put them before God and look at what's happening to us. So God's like, put me first. The best thing you can do for your kid is to put me first. The best thing you can do for your craft is to put me first. Because we see what's happening with people putting their craft before me and it's promoting a lot of evil. And I'm trusting you, Bill, that you will take what I've given you and you're going to do good things. We're going to try. Um, and, 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 there is no try. We are going to do good things. Um, I obviously knew the story of Abraham. I did not know the business of him waiting his entire life for a child. And, and so that makes the, the story that much more important, right? Basically, God is saying, I'm good. I'm, I want you, not, not I'm going to take it away. It's not like I'm going to strike your, your, your most beloved thing, your son in the world down with plague or something. I'm going to make you do it. I'm going to make you plunge a knife into his mm. neck. And, and that act, which is always an act of, of tremendous faith, became much more important hearing you talk about how long and how badly he had wanted it. It's not like he had, you know, 17 kids running. Shut up back there, Erasmus, <laughs> for God's sakes, I'm trying to talk to the Lord here. You, How many of them do you want? You want five? I give you five. I can do five. I can sacrifice. No, this is the thing that he loved the most and he was willing to do it. And the reason he was willing to do it was because he had faith. He didn't have faith. I, I, I'm, I'm speaking off, you know, not, a, not a biologist and I'm not a theoretician but, uh, or a theologian. But when I say that he had faith, I'm not saying he had faith that God would stop him. He just had faith that if God told him to do it, then, then God would, you know, when it's all over, would, would, you know, make it up to him. He had faith. He believed in it. And so he was willing to, un, you know, to, to endure this. Uh, and, and it's the faith is the, um, the faith is kind of the rudder. The faith is what is what keeps you going in the direction you want to go. I want to address something you raised earlier because I think this is an extremely important point. I want to talk about uh, the idea of a, of a guy who's five foot and wants to play NBA um, basketball. That's not going to happen. There's no amount of hard work or persistence that's going to make that happen. Uh, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Didn't happen. My vision in my left eye was just too soft, and that's the way it is. But I think the thing that's important to remember when you when you look at cases like that, because I want this whole thing to be inspirational for people. I want people to realize you can actually go out and achieve a dream. When it comes to the five foot tall guy who wants to play uh, NBA basketball, I think the important thing is you have to ask that guy, what is it that you want? What do you really want? Do you want to be famous or do you want to play basketball? Because if you want to play basketball, you can play basketball. You could set up your own basketball league for guys who are five foot tall. Uh, 
or under you can you can do any number of things to play basketball so if basketball is your love then just because you can't play in the nba doesn't mean you don't get your dream i didn't get to fly f-16s but i did get to fly uh, long easy which is a rocket ship of an experimental uh, uh airplane and it was good enough so so when you when you find yourself thinking well i want this and i, and I can't have it no amount of work will get me to it because no amount of work, as I said, will get a five foot guy into the NBA. It just won't happen. You really have to ask yourself, what is it you really want? Right. You maybe you've watched NBA games and you and you and you've watched the, the artistry and the, and the and the skill and you love basketball. And that's the pinnacle of basketball. And you want to play in the NBA because you want to be at the best at basketball. You can still be at your personal best at basketball. You just can't do it in the NBA. And, 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 and if you really, really want this, like I said, you can do anything, put together a local league, put together a national league, who knows? I think an under five foot basketball uh, uh, league would actually be kind of interesting. My point is, my point is, is that I genuinely believe in my heart that nothing that you really want with your heart's desire is out of reach for anybody. And I'm talking about simple things too, right? I'm not talking about giant visions. I mean, look, let's say you're a, uh, you're working on a, on a minimum wage job, you know, and, and you're just barely making ends meet and, and you have it in your mind that you just want a jet ski, right? It's just, it's just what you want. You've seen them, you, you know, maybe you had a chance to write, that's what you want. It is possible for you to get that jet ski working minimum wage. You just have to work a lot of minimum wage hours to do it. And you have to have the discipline to save that money and put it towards where you need to go. And most importantly, you have to believe it's possible because there are going to be times when you've done the second job or your third job of the day and you're tired and you want to sleep. You don't want to go to the next job and, and you've made maybe a little bit of money. Maybe you put a couple hundred dollars or a thousand or two thousand dollars away towards a jet ski. And now you're thinking, you know what, we're sitting here eating beans and rice. You know, I am anyway. You don't get to decide for other people. I'm eating beans and rice. You know, I'm going to go out and get a steak dinner. To, you know, and you, you can... You can um, you can make you can make that decision, but eating the beans and the rice for years, years, that's the price of the jet ski. It's not twelve thousand dollars or whatever they cost. I might be off of that significantly, but it's not the money. It's it's the it's the willingness to make the money. And especially if you're if you're younger, you'll find that if you no matter how much money you're making, if you're careful with your money, and I'm not good at this, but if you're careful with your money and you start small lines of credit and you pay them all off rapidly, building an excellent credit score does not require you to be a millionaire or even a thousandaire. Right? It requires discipline. It requires perspiration. You can, you can make small payments on a credit card so long as you pay them off on time, pay the balance in full, you will eventually get the kind of credit score that will get you most of the jet ski because you've shown people, meaning the banks, that you understand the value of discipline, hard work, and perspiration. And, and having launched this thing and having seen the response, this is what I've wanted to do my entire life. And, and I'm not going to go into the details, but suffice it to say that I, and, and with me, I took my wife with me on this, I have been playing chicken with reality for the last, certainly for the last six months and especially in the last eight weeks, right? I just like, I'm running out of time. We're running out of money. We're running out of everything. We, we, and, and and here, here it comes. And I'm sitting here on the tracks. I'm putting a little paint and a little mustache on the, you know, on the little guy, you know, and 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 and, and here it comes. It's like, mustache is not right. It's like, you know, I got 
It's true, right? It's true. Um, seek and ye shall find. Ask and ye shall receive. Be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. Um, this is a little bit unrelated, but it, it's somehow connected to it in that sort of weird metaphysical sense. It's not, it's not a spiritual sense. It's just sometimes the way that spirituality interacts with the real world. But there's a line in Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare co-wrote this animation, by the way, uh, although he didn't know it at the time. Uh, there's a line in Shakespeare in Love that I just love because I, I, I was a theater major. And, and it was something to the effect of the doors are opening, the play goes on in 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 four hours. We don't have the costumes. We don't have the props ready. We haven't done this. We haven't done that. And somebody says, don't worry. It will all be ready exactly at the moment when we need it to. And that's exactly how things work in the theater. That's exactly how things work in entertainment. How many times have you had that experience? We're not ready. God, there's 10,000 things we have to do. People are coming in, you know, and, and, then, and then things just come together. Because you're true to what you believe in and, and you're honest and you're not hurting anybody. You're not stealing from anybody. And you've got your heart and soul in it. And, and, and things happen. The pieces just line up. Yeah, man. It, it, uh, you mentioned something that, uh, that really crystallized uh, something for me. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it, it hit home. You said, do you want to play basketball or do you want to be famous? And I had to, I, that, that applied, I applied that to myself. You know, like, say, for instance, you know, I'm a musician. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's, that's my thing. And I've never really felt like I had, you know, I've, I've reached that place in music, you know, that I wanted to do. Not even, not even close, not even scratch the surface. But what is, it that, what is it that I'm pushing for here? Do I want to play music or do I want to be famous? What, what is this stamp of, this is official stamp that I've, done what I wanted to do with music. Is it because I'm not a famous musician? I can play music at any time. And I've, <clears throat> I've overlooked opportunities um, to maybe just like be play, you know, in a local band playing in, you know, in clubs and things like that, playing for the church or, or whatnot. But I have my own brand of music that I want to do and didn't really want to go the route of being in a community of musicians who lend their skills to be able to like, you know, uh, sit in, you know, do some session work and stuff like that. I haven't done those things. Um, because that wasn't my idea of what I wanted to do with music. But it's like, look, man, if you love music, well, play some music and 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 lend your talent to people's projects and things like that. So yeah, that that, <clears throat> that right there was a, a serious reality check. Man, thank you. Um, you know, and, and you know, the, the other lessons that you're giving about how people build these things, I think a lot of, you know, and and, and you're using the the medium of, of entertainment to 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 really want to, as you as you uh, brilliantly say, uh, you don't lecture your way out of things that we've been entertained into. Um, a lot of people, when they think about aspirations that they have and dreams or goals or whichever, um, a lot of these things are shaped by what we see in the culture. And a lot of the culture is shaped by what we see in entertainment. In entertainment, you have the 90-minute solution. You know, you got the Hollywood ending. And you you can't help but have a culture that is going to have this sense of entitlement or an idea of how things are supposed to be. And, you know, they'll struggle with something. They see it in, in 90 minutes, the struggle, you know, the 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 the, the, the beginning, the, the, the problem, you know, and, uh, or, you know, the idea, the problem, and then the resolution at the end of it. Um, and they think that they can just be resolved, whether it's, you know, uh, getting the dream job or, or, or getting the girl, 
you know, mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And within the first, you know, 30 minutes, uh, this guy's already having sex with this girl. And then you have a culture that believes that on the first date, they're already supposed to be getting laid, you know, and it's like, and if they didn't, there's something wrong. So that kind of goes to the Abraham thing, right? It's like if Abraham had really, really wanted a child and gotten one when he was 16, mm. uh, it wouldn't have had the value that it would have had that it did have when he finally got it at 80. Right. Sometimes the longer you want something and the more you want something over time, it's almost like it's almost like it's almost like desire hours, you know, uh, that that the more you invest in wanting something, the more value it becomes. And when you finally achieve it, the, the, the more the reward. Yes. And, and, and that's that's a key word, the value. I mean, the basically the the promised kid. It's like, okay, I'm waiting. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I I I want to be able to have this kid, and the value of finally when 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 the you know when this finally happens, you know, that's one thing. And then it's also the show of the miracle. You know, this is a miracle kid. You know, and of course, this mm -hmm. is a picture of Christ Himself. It's like the Lord's like, the Lord's like talking to you know to to you know the Judeans. It's like, okay, so you guys you guys boasted being a child of Abraham. You guys you know you, you boasted that. And you know uh, the, the the history of Abraham and your and your children of the promise, and you got Isaac, but you can't believe this. That doesn't make any sense, you know. So it's like I, I don't understand how you guys can believe that, but you can't believe this. You can't have it both ways. Um, but the miracle has shown up in that, and it shows that okay, yes, you know, the, you you wait on the Lord, as, as the word says, you wait on the Lord, and He will deliver. He He's He's a strategist. Positions people, and in in war, there's there's casualties, and that's what this is. It's a spiritual war. It's all implicated in the word as it is. But people are strategically positioned to be able to do things, and it's not just for my blessing. It's not just for your blessing. It's a it's a blessing grenade. The Lord calculates this is where when I do this, this isn't just a blessing for you. This is a blessing that I want to extend to people around you. I'm strategically positioning you for that. You know, and for what what you're you're doing, you know, just on a side note, to be able to use these mediums as this instructive mean to be able to connect with people through entertainment. And I'll try to keep this short, man. I, I went to to, uh, to check out. You know, we want to just you know watch a you know movie, and it, the pictures are so flipping slim. And I saw this movie, um, um, a street cat named Bob, right, and there's a scene in it. I just kind of scanned through to see if I'd want to see it, you know, and there's a scene in it where this guy, you know, he's homeless and and he he goes in and he's got like three pence or three quid. And and, and the guy's like, man, this steak costs nine quid. And he's mm -hmm. like, I only got three. So rather than giving the guy the steak, you know, he takes the steak and he throws it into the sink. So all I see a whole bunch of comments that zero in on that moment and they blame capitalism for it. You know, it's like, this is why I hate capitalism, because in capitalism, it's all about greed. And it's like, I don't know, the guy didn't throw away the stake, had him throwing away the stake had nothing to do with greed. It didn't have anything to do with capitalism. But this medium that had nothing to do with capitalism was able to be used to stoke people's um, disdain for capitalism. Yep. And, and the biggest movie of all time, Avatar, does that. Look yes. how awful humans are. Right. It's, and, and I'm, you know, uh, I, I know that you, you've got a truckload of, of stuff that you could say to that, how entertainment is, is used to be able to promote this, this prejudice or, a, you know, against something that's actually good and promote an affinity for something that's actually evil. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I don't know really what to add to that other than just one, again, one final thing, because I want to come back to this just because it's so important. You know, just behind me here uh, is, uh, just over the hill behind me is, is Hollywood. And uh, they call Hollywood Boulevard the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, right? How many people, it's not so much anymore because I make movies in Hollywood anymore, but you know the story. And the story is still true. It goes on every day. Some kid somewhere, some 14, 15-year-old kid decides they want to be, a, you know, in the movies and they, they got $35. They hop on a bus. They come to L.A. They don't know where they're going to stay. They get off. They try to become an actor. And, and, and again and again and again and again and again, they're heartbroken and they go home and, and it's the, the Boulevard of Broken Dreams, right? Um, what what that means is is that they didn't come to hollywood to be actors they came to hollywood to be famous and they wanted to be famous fast mm. which meant that they essentially wanted to be famous for free uh, i know a lot of people who have come as actors into this town and it's a miserable life It's a miserable life you, you simply all you do is go out day after day into rooms 35 people who look exactly like you do and and you go in there and you read some lines you've never seen before to people who are not particularly friendly and you just have to keep doing this you get rejected again and again and they're not only rejecting their that the product you're selling they're rejecting you because you are the product but i but a, a very beloved acting instructor of mine the guy taught me so much died not too long ago david shelton said and said this when we were in, in college. I was 20, 21 when I heard this. He said, if you're an actor at 20, that's one thing. If you're an actor at 30, that's something else. And and he's right. Um, if you, you, you really do have to get down to the brass tacks of what it is you actually want, not what it is that is wearing the skin or the glamour of what you really want. If you, if you want to be an actor, actors act. And and if you want to be an actor, a good actor, then you will simply go to every single local repertory theater player. So you, you'll put on performances with your friends. You, you'll, you'll act because that's what you have to do. You want, if you really want to be an actor, then come on out here and act. If you act long enough and you, and you decide to take it seriously enough so that you get good, chances are very good that you'll be discovered eventually, maybe 15 years later. But, the, but that's not the point. The point is, if you want to be an actor, if that's really what you want, is to be an actor, then you will be happy acting. If you want to be a movie star, then that's an entirely different issue. Because to be honest with you, uh, being a movie star as a destination is an extremely ignoble ambition. It's not worthy of you. Movie stars, as a general rule, are movie stars because they decided to be actors and got very good at it. And then they had a chance for people to see them. But but people who, who come to town to be movie stars never get to be movie stars and they don't deserve to be. Mm. That's it, man. That's it. And you know, it's it's uh having those priorities in place. And unfortunately, we know that there's like, you know, maybe nefarious means by by what you you've managed to see somebody on the big screen and stuff like that maybe it might not have been their talent per se but you know it's one of those things where somebody was looking to make a big sacrifice to get where they were whether they sacrificed a whole bunch of blood sweat and tears in and really trying to hone you know their craft and they went and they you know they kept like like you said dealing with the rejection until they were picked up by this you know, production, which led to this production, and they just kept, you know, honing their craft. That's a sacrifice that they made or a sacrifice that a person made just simply in integrity, you know, just to be able to to, to get on the screen, you know, uh, 
And uh, we've seen that people have been subject to that with, from people like, you know, Weinstein. You know, it's like, OK, what are you going to sacrifice to the God Weinstein to be able to get That's your right. shot? You know, um, it's it's an ugly business. <laughs> That's right. You know, it, it, can, it can, I mean, the, despite this and just like, you, you know, you say with with glamour. It's a it's it's a glamorous business, but that glamour itself is 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 an image. You know, it's it's a spell. It's and don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, the entertainment business it's rewarding in its own way. Oh, and, and and if you if your motivations are correct, it is not only rewarding. It's it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Yes, it, I mean, it, it is. You know, when you see this thing, I mean, it's like it's like somebody in a small way. It's like somebody setting up a, a whole bunch of dominoes. You know, just, you know, just to watch the glory of just the, the kinetics of it, just, you know, uh, the kinetics, you know, that word. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. Um, and it's, you know, a, and that's in a small way of what it's like to be able to take something that you like we said earlier. So you got this thing, you got this vision and you and it's a it's an amazing vision and you want to share it with other people and to, to have other people be able to say, wow, man, that was really cool uh, and I, and get something out of it. I mean, wow, man! You know, it's 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 rewarding in its own way, and in that in that way, it, it, it that's that's the reward. That's the thing that makes it worth it. Um, but like I said, some of the things that people do to get there, um, I would sit back and say, man, it wasn't worth that. But I guess as long as you feel like you're happy, you're prerogative. Right. Exactly. Uh, your desire is the rudder. The hard work and the persistence is the propeller. Um, uh, so. Speaking of of that and gratitude and and uh, and thanks and all the rest of it, uh, this entire show Virtue Signal is made possible by the members that we've always had at BillLittle.com, but specifically by the membership uh, push that we did 18 months ago. Um, enough of you decided that you wanted to join who hadn't joined, and those of you who've been with us forever just kept on going. Uh, I've gotten so much out of this show. The numbers aren't huge, but they don't have to be huge. That's not what it's about. It's not about volume. It's about quality. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, Zoe and I are both extremely grateful, uh, to the, the long-term members and also to the new members who made Virtue Signal possible. We, we're, we're grateful for it every day. Um, if you've been watching for a while and you're not a member, that's entirely up to you. The members donate their money so that people can watch the show for free. But if you'd like, uh, you can go to BillWhittle.com, not become a member, go to BillWhittle.com and, and look for the video, um, called Invisible. Uh, Invisible makes the case for why we should be moving into entertainment. And at the end of Invisible, there is a link to the animation that we've been talking about all this time. Can't find the animation on its own just yet because I want people to see the pitch first, but it's there, it's finished, and it's really, really, really good. So that's all uh, due to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for making the show possible. Thanks for helping us get the message out. And for my friend and colleague and miserably better actor than I am, Alfonso. Rachel, uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on The Virtue City.